What is up, people? We are back. Another episode of the Incompetent Sports Report. And man, we've got a great guest for you today. Known this guy very long time. Atley High School alumni. I know I know the uh, the folks love that at home that uh graduated 2010. And um this guy's also quite the jiu-jitsu practitioner, and that's why not the only reason why he's here today, but uh ninety percent why. No, I'm Some kidding. Good <laughs> smoke smoke blowing up the skirt. I like that. That's, that's <laughs> hey man, nice. hey man. Yeah. That's yeah. how I gotta do it. Um yeah, dude. We got Brad Ackerman in the house. <clears throat> man, drove from Ohio. To do this podcast now. Just to do this podcast solely, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I got the invite, the yeah. golden ticket in the mail. That Hell was yeah. nice, Jake. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, shout out to Victoria Chronister. It was her idea. She said, yo, you should have Brad on your podcast. I mean, talking about martial arts every other episode. And I was like, yeah, that yeah. is a no-brainer. And I got to capitalize because he's only yeah. in town for a week. You know? And you and I, I already know you and I can fill a whole days up. Worth yes. MMA talk, jiu-jitsu talk. We're just nervous about it. So of course. It's pretty easy. Um, you know, so. One thing, if you could push that elbow down a little bit. Yeah, because – all right, that's good. Yeah, yeah, Because I didn't want it to, like, block your face. I want the people oh, okay. to see you. I got enough yeah, yeah. chin for everybody, so <laughs> that's all. It works out. <laughs> no, nah, it looks good. It looks good. Um, strong jawline. Strong jawline. Yeah. Very good genetics. <laughs> we'll go with that, so – Oh man! Cheers to you, brother. Hey, cheers, yeah. man! Thank you for doing this, dude. Yeah, no Appreciate problem. It. Um, yeah, news update for me, guys. I freaking graduated college. That's wild. Wild. Never thought I would say that in my life. I'll be honest. Heineken is not a sponsor, but maybe one day. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Um. Yeah. So I, I locked down the uh, sports casting degree, and um. Here we go, launching myself into the industry. You're yes, trying sir. to, you're trying now to get this out there. Your goal is to be a UFC employee, right? Yes, yes. That's your goal. Yes, I will either remotely or working in Vegas, I will relocate if I have to. Um, that is the company that I want to be associated with. Um, I love how Dana White runs the company. He is against censorship and he's all for freedom of speech and speaking your opinion. And I really respect that because I feel like that's hard to find nowadays. Yeah. I think part of that, I think, I think that has made the sport of MMA that much better though. Mm -hmm. It's like you're, you're, you're not filtering physical combat or mm -hmm. how, how do I explain this? How do I explain this? If, if you're just allowed to go in there and fight and just, you know, you got two men fighting. What is what? Why are you censoring words at any point? You know, there, we got sports like that that are trying to. That's a good go, point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, these, we got, at the end of the day, two men are fighting. What can be worse than that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it is a heat of the moment situation. I mean, that's really a definition of it. And um, it's hard to, like you said, filter out the profanity and whatnot just because i mean that's how it is in, in that moment you know that's yeah. how the corner is going to talk to their fighter depending yeah. on who it is and how they need to hype them up mm -hmm. so but the, the same stuff happens in the nfl i mean a swear word you know gets by the the editing team here and there so yeah i i think that it i mean it's definitely mainstream now but i do see it being at the level of the nfl one day maybe Easy. in the next Easy. five years I'm going to say it. less than five so. years, less than five years. Yeah. I think it's actually easier to get into the sport too. Cause like right now 
let's say you wanted to go play football leisurely. Where can you go in Richmond? You know what um, I mean? Like there's very little. Yeah, you you're, play, you're playing you're playing semi pro, which is what I did. Yeah, and at, at semi pro, are you allowed to just join on? Or mm-hmm. Do you have to meet some requirements? Because I, I don't necessarily. Know no, you, I mean, you're paying for the passion. Like okay. you're paying to play. Uh, okay. You might not play because you suck, but you'll be on the team. <laughs> at least you're involved. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. practicing. You might not be playing. But I see what you're depending saying. on how the coach, how seriously they take it. You know, because it's for. For a passion, like I said. Right. That, yeah, I know what you're saying, but there is, it's one place, right? One semi-pro team? Because it, because no, I guess where I'm going with this is, I, there's a millions of gyms in the area. You know yes, what I mean? At yes. any, any area, you got Scott's Edition, you got Correct. Fan, Glen Allen in these areas. Yep. The ease of access, and it's not going to be something crazy intimidating to get into either. So, you get what I'm saying? Well, for people that are unaware they think that it is intimidating to walk into an MMA gym. Um, True. Or any kind of martial arts. Yeah. You don't have to be fit to join. Correct. Yeah, that's a big thing. People think they're too out of shape. And you don't have to spar with people. I think people get um, that confused. You can easily get an immense workout in just hitting pads, just striking the bag, Working on your combinations, that is a freaking workout. And it's one of my favorite workouts. And it's the best stress reliever, in my opinion. Oh, I agree. Because I don't want to do that to an actual human. I don't want to knock someone out. But I want to have it in my back pocket if I ever need it. If you ever needed to. And most of the time when you get out there, there are some egos at play. Like you're, you're Of course. You're, like I come from just uh, – I love the grappling. I'm the, mm, yes, you, I've yeah. been doing the jiu-jitsu for quite a while. With that, it's a little different. You know, I know with MMA, I can't speak as much, but I know there's egos involved every now and then. Mm-hmm. You're most likely not going to run into that retard, you know. But in ju- in jujitsu, you, you, most people are really cool, very understanding yep. that you're going to come in there yep. day one, probably come in with a pair of sweatpants and a wife beater on, and you have no idea what's going on. You know, like people sure, walk in. I've seen can, it. Yeah. yeah, that's just the day one, and we were all at that point. At, we, we were all there, and uh, most people are really going to work with you and – uh, just make it a positive experience for you, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm a huge advocate for it. I think it's a great fucking sport and a good time. I, I was actually personally a person like I, I I hated going to the gym and I hated running, and I was like, well, I kind of like wrestled growing up. Let's try this jujitsu stuff that Joe Rogan's talking about. <laughs> and I like walk into a gym and this little like like the only way I can describe him is like a sweet little human being. He's like 140 pounds. Mm-hmm. Little guy, probably mid thirties. He says, "Hey, you know, my name is you know so and so. Come on in, come come try a class out." And you know, at the end of that class, I rolled with this dude, and it was like it, it was, was being shocking. Born again, you know, this guy. <laughs> you know, I was coming off of like you know, I wrestled in Ohio a little bit, and I guess that's supposed to carry a little bit more weight than normal. You know, I was in True. the best shape shape of my of my life, and this guy just taps me out probably six or seven times in three or four minutes. But it was the most nice way to do it i don't know how to explain it he was so gentle but i knew he got me every single time so correct um the almost superpower to jujitsu is once you become that black belt or even honestly purple through black you're elite at that point um you were it seems three to five moves ahead of your opponent throughout the whole grappling session um that's how I feel, at least, when I go against someone like yourself, I hear it. someone I hear that's it. very high level. I I know what I need to do to get out, but they also know, and yeah. they are trapping me, and I'm yeah. 
drowning at this point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You'll so, go up against people who have seen your reaction, exactly what you're going to do 8,000 times. So they've yep. seen it a million times. So it's just a rep repetitive sport. They'll see everything you do. And they, but they were in your shoes one day. True. They were like, I want to learn the superpower, you know? True. Like, like you know? True. Um, yeah, you know, I, I got lucky in that the owner of MMA Institute here in Richmond, Virginia, Rick McCoy, shout out. He's been on the podcast before. He is very good friends with my uncle and aunt. So that's how I got um, maneuvered in there and started learning the basics and really took a liking to it. I did it uh, seriously, you know, probably three days a week for about like at least two years um, from 18 to 20. And then I thought I was hot shit because I was tapping everybody out in the class. And I was like, all right, like, let's see how far I can take this. And then I go against the fight team. And that was a confidence killer for sure, man. Going against people like uh, Brian Nielsen. um, The twins. Yeah, yeah, the twins. uh, God, like just killers. And you don't even realize it until you get on the mat with them. Until you feel them, feel them out. You're like, I'm in trouble. Immediately you feel that. Yeah, growing up, you were always the guy in the friend group that everyone's like, don't fuck with Jake. Because Bruno, (laughs) um, he was like always this big football player weightlifter yep. like the dude's arms were like the size of my legs yeah and i always wondered because he always like he was like no jake would fuck me up and i never understood <laughs> I, ne- I never understood until i like started training and i was like I- jake had a superpower back then yeah dude jake i remember so. in a senior year at a uh, advanced gym with uh, coach thompson shout out um we would work out in the wrestling room and then we'd oh, be boy. dicking around and wrestling and stuff and then yeah. i would just pull out some jujitsu and they're like oh my god and everybody started running away from me <laughs> you're a wizard dude know. what's the sorcery going and on? that was back in 2010 uh-huh. now every not everyone but i'd say a ratio of eight to ten people are familiar with jujitsu like it's pretty popular now I yeah like say. the overall like common knowledge mm-hmm. of, of just like jujitsu and mma in general mm-hmm. like I don't know. I feel like 15, 20 years ago, growing up, nobody knew what, what an armbar was. So, like, you, you would – I feel like on the streets – how about this? On the streets, you it would be more likely that an untrained person would attempt an armbar. How about that? Cause, yeah. Just because they've seen this on TV. You know what I mean? But, like, right. 10, yeah, 15 yeah. years ago, people would just swing for the fences. Yeah. And everybody knows. Everybody knows. They could name what you're doing to them. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. No, back then, you know, in the 80s, it was just brawling. And then uh, the 90s was the – first ufc right the, the 92 i believe so that's yeah. how it started man yep, yep. Like a, uh, would, would your uh viewers understand do they know the origin of the ufc and everything um i've never really explained it like extensively um well it's all pro jujitsu let's go these uh this gracie family and i and, and i yep. probably won't do it justice explaining the the condensed Brad version, but pretty much <laughs> the the Gracie family. They they were these jujitsu guys. It's you know they they were the best marketing for jujitsu, yep. and uh, these guys you know they had these challenge matches where they would just challenge any other martial art, and one by one they just toppled over everybody. And it you know not, they had their champion, they had their best guys, and they had guys that weren't actually like the the most prime like Gracie guy. Like so, mm-hmm. there's Hickson and Hoist. I'm pretty sure Hickson was the champion of the family. Mm-hmm. Hoist Gracie was like kind of like the little brother. Yeah, that's right. And they wanted to prove a point so much that they put their younger, weaker, smaller, and 
they put him up against some of these giants. They they started the UFC one event mm-hmm. just to prove that even without our strongest family member, we could probably you know this this is legit just stuff conquer yeah exactly yeah. they were sitting on a pile of gold and nobody knew it so that first ufc happened i would say like now uh well you're probably gonna have to click that you're 18 to watch it nowadays because you're gonna see people's teeth getting knocked out and stuff it's yep. a little less barbaric <laughs> nowadays but you'll see some pretty crazy stuff a little guy who kind of changed the world wrapping people up and uh yep. yeah you just see him beat these like gigantic men with with like simple triangle chokes like able to strangle people out and uh yeah that's kind of how it started it started because of jujitsu so just to prove that the jujitsu was number one but as as ufc went on everybody started knowing jujitsu though you had to yeah you had to like learn it as part of to be like that complete package fighter you know especially if you were matched up against a wrestler that was just going to take you down and hold you there you got to know what the hell to do when you're on your back Yep. yep and then all the wrestlers learned jujitsu so not only were they wrestle fucking you mm-hmm. but when they got tired of playing with their food they would just break your arm like it, it just and that's john jones for you yeah that's <laughs> yeah that's john jones that's man. a scary dude he's a special mm-hmm. special dude which it was i was actually contemplating this like i want to hear your your goat debate because i mm. feel like most people are going to pick john jones and i feel like i could I, I could be wrong but i feel like you are you're a John Jones number one kind of guy. It's hard to deny, man. After winning the heavyweight belt, he's a two division champ. Granted, I will. I mean, a lot of people will agree that his competition in Cyril Gunn wasn't the best because he has zero wrestling defense. Probably just compared to John, zero wrestling capability. Let's be honest. Because yeah. um, that was over in what, like, fifty seconds. Like it was bad. Very quick. So, yeah. anyways, um, it's hard to deny it. The level of competition that John Jones took out in his prime as a, basically a, a kid. Like, he's 23 years old and he beats Shogun, yeah. one of the greatest yep. of all time. Mm-hmm. Almost kills Machida in front of the whole world. Chokes him out, drops his body. <laughs> You'll never forget that. Takes yeah, out that. Chael Sonnen, takes out Stefan Bonner. Takes out DC twice. Those were like one of his most, two of his most epic performances. Mm-hmm. Um, the Gustafson, the Gustafson fights. Like, it's hard to. I mean, I guess. Are you gonna say Khabib as yours? You know me so well. Okay. You know me. So I mean, well. it's hard to deny him too. He <laughs> lost maybe one round in his entire uh, career, at least in the UFC. Yeah. I, I feel like in terms of longevity, Jones all time. You know. But there is like a, a brief stint where there there's he never looked beatable. He never like sorry, I'm talking about Khabib. Khabib never looked yep. like someone could beat him. There's like I know there's some parts here and there where, you know, Joe Rogan will try to make it exciting and be like, oh, he's tagged and that kind of thing. Like yeah. it's probably specifically the Michael Johnson fight. I don't know if you remember Ooh, that one. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like he tagged him. I don't even think Khabib was rocked. I think he was hit and he just took a few steps back, recalibrated. And then he commenced to fucking him up. You know, it was actually it, it, the most flawless run I've ever seen of any fighter was with Khabib. And I think like that's my only argument because I, I think, you know, rest in peace, his father and everything like if yeah. his father would have stayed. I think he would have stayed with the sport much longer. Um, and who knows with with that, how, you know, 
just pure numbers, you know, you keep putting them in the round. So eventually look beatable, but we never saw that with Khabib. And that's like always a mystery. I go, it's probably not a good case, but like you, you let's, let's be real. Do you think John Jones has ever lost a fight? Yes, you do. Yeah. No, I think, uh, you know, he, he got lucky with some decisions for sure. You think so hmm? towards probably closer towards the middle half of his upper middle half of his career. Well, I can name him. Yeah. Dominic Reyes should have won. That's, that's the clearest one. And Tiago Santos, that was a close fight too. That was a close one. I still gave it to John. I, but it was, he looked it was close. He looked close. beatable. Yeah. And with that Gustafson fight, that very first. Oh Gustafson yeah, fight, yeah. He looked yeah. very beatable there. Um, yeah. I guess like, yeah, you can make a case either way, but as a flawless run that could be had, I think that like that will never be replicated in the sport again. And I would love to be proven wrong. Like that's a spectacle. You know, mm-hmm. let's say Bo Nickel. You know, he's looking very fucking great. I'm not saying he's Khabib level, but he's so young. He's has so much room to improve and everything. But yep. Bo Nickel is he's a little, you know, a little bit of hints here and there of uh Yep, you yep. Know. No, I've definitely referenced him before on this podcast. So yeah, everybody, we're gonna jump into it. This Saturday is a huge card. It's International Fight Week, and we've got a stacked card with a main event of Alexander Volkanowski. Taking on Yair Rodriguez, my new favorite fighter in the UFC. Oh, okay. But I agree with you, Brad. We should start from the bottom of the card. And the first fight is Bo Nickel. Let's go. And unfortunately, his opponent was Treshawn Gore, who won the middleweight division of the Ultimate Fighter season with Alexander Volkanovsky and Ortega coaching. But it seems he has dropped out... And his replacement is Val Woodburn. He doesn't have a picture, so I don't think he's had a fight in the UFC, if I had to guess. And it looks like they've paired him up with an execution, which is Bo Nickel, who is a minus 1,300 favorite. That is insane. Zero respect for this guy. Yeah. They were saying that he has probably the biggest differential in betting odds of all time. Of all time. Of all time. I was, it's just some article that's been popping up, like talking about how in favor Bo Nickel is just to win. So an upset here would be nuts, but I don't know. I don't see it happening, man. But, but like with Bo Nickel, like, do, do you see, like, how, how, is, is it fair to give him newer people or do you think you should be giving him, like, let's say a top 15 guy, top 20 guy? Because he's already, he already has these crazy credentials. Being a younger fighter, he only wants to fight on main cards. Mm-hmm. He, he, there was, at some point, you know, there were times where he was saying that he wouldn't even fight on an undercard. You know, so really? I mean, he's at the bottom of a main. Yeah, he said he wouldn't even take fights if they were on an undercard. So hmm. he's trying to get the the best guys as quick as he can. Okay. And now with Bo Nickel, is it is that a safer route? You think? I mean, because this is a star potentially. Yes. You know, like we all know his name, and he's not even ranked. Yes. You know, so like, do you keep giving him these guys to help him improve slowly? Or do you feel like this kind of guy is ready to go into the deep end, you know? Well, he's won two fights in the first round already in the UFC. He's had also two finishes on the contender series in the first round. Um, I think that to build him up to be a star after he wins this fight, you give him a top 15 guy. I don't say you launch him into the, like, don't fight number 10. Like, don't do that. But, yeah, top 15, top 20, somebody that's ranked for sure. Yeah. 
Um, that's Kamzad. how you do that. They did the same thing with <laughs> Kamzad. Yeah. <laughs> um, they did the same thing with Sean O'Malley, giving him fights because he's got that personality. He's got that it factor. That's hard to say if Bo Nickel does because he's so, you know, in his infancy stage with the company. But he's definitely got the skills. He reminds me of a Matt Hughes back in the day that, mm. like you said, can just wrestle fuck you. Yeah. Hold you down. You can't do anything. And then eventually you're finding the submission. Because his top game is awesome. Um, and no one's going to get on top of him for a while. You know, he's, he's got a, quite a few fights before anybody gets on top of that. Guy. Yeah, the only time he's been on his back so far is submitting people with a turn. From the mount. He mounted. Oh, and then he rolled. And then yeah. he rolled to his back. Yep. Like, I just got to say that out there. You know, still, that got to his back. <laughs> that just gave me a hard on, but no big deal. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, <clears throat> I just redid my uh, bets for this card because Treshawn Gore dropped out and I had him beating Bo Nickel. But now, like, I have no idea who this Woodburn person is, so I have to bet on Bo Nickel at this point. Um, yeah, it's safe to say probably another first-round finish. But what do you think? I, I agree. <laughs> I mean, unless he's just trying to play, like, a very anti-anything. Like, he's just going to get in, you know. He's definitely going to get in range and take him down. That's what he does. How are you going to stop it is the question. Like, what answers do people have for the guy? Yeah, we haven't seen that yet, and that's like I want to see those answers. That's why I'm all about like pushing them into that, you know, them top contenders, the dudes who have dealt with wrestlers and everything. But like, it's fun to watch him just slaughter people on the way up. I guess so. Um, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. You gotta love the, you gotta appreciate the come up. Um, you, you want to see them just get. Honestly, yeah, first round finishes because that's undeniable at that point. All right. Um, I wanted to see the breakdown between these two, but I don't even think that's possible because his stats aren't uploaded. Yeah, he doesn't exist. Okay. So, yeah, Bo Nichols fighting a silhouette. Nah, no offense to Val Woodburn if you ever listen to this one day. I'm sorry. Um, but good luck to you on Saturday. <laughs> good good luck, man. Or I mean, if he wins, I'm rooting for him. Um, He'll be my new favorite fighter. Yeah, right? Yeah, right. So, moving on to the next fight, we've got a lightweight bout of Jalen Turner – Versus Dan, what is his nickname? Hangman. The Hangman Hooker, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, he's a a journeyman uh, nonetheless. But no offense to Dan, he is a monster. He's had some awesome fights in his career. His fight with Dustin Poirier, that's one of my favorites of all time. That was during COVID. That was a banger. Oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't um, become a Dan Hooker fan until that fight. Yeah, I really yeah, didn't know yeah. who he was. Um and he's fighting Jalen Turner, who is very lanky. This guy's like 6'4", I think. He's pretty scrappy. Yeah. Yeah, look at that spreadsheet. Yep. Um, so, yeah, he's 6'3". Dan's six foot, so he's not too much shorter. Um, to be 6'3 and 155 blows my mind. Yeah, look how long his legs like, are, that man. That guy is yeah. like... He's like a praying mantis. Yeah, a robot skeleton. Yeah. Something, you know. The odds right now, Jalen Turner's a minus 250 favorite. And I did bet on him, I'll be honest. Okay. Um, Dan Hooker is a savage, but it just seems like he's a step behind all these um, top-level guys. So it would be a good underdog bet. You know, he could pull it out, but I feel like Jalen Turner is going to use his 
distance and yeah. eat him up with the leg kicks. And then he's also crafty with uh, springing, like flying knees and all that crazy stuff. I mean, Dan so. Hooker's been a top 10 guy for probably the past few years. If he, is, yeah. What's he now? 11, 10, 11, something in, in there? Um, um, I should say. I, I would just say, to, I, I think oh, he would need this fight is what I'm saying. He's like, number 12. He's so he's not, so okay. Jalen Turner's actually gotcha. ranked above him. He's number 11. Dan Hooker's number 12. Gotcha. Yeah, no, if Dan wants to stay in the UFC, he needs to keep winning. Yeah, I think might. he's lost his last two, I believe. <clears throat> Let's look. Make sure that's right. Jamie, look it up. Nah. Wait, I'm Jamie. <laughs> um, Yeah. No. Oh, that's right. He beat that. Um, leg locker. Yes, yes. That's who he's had. I'm, That's I'm right. all about my leg lockers. I wanted to see it happen. I remember that fight. He was going for it, but Dan was like, no, nah, you're not getting me him, with that. Yeah, he would have let it bro- like he would have let him break his leg, I think. He, <laughs> yeah. He had that kind of mindset going into that shit. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> um so who yeah, Arnold he, Allen, he lost to him. That's a hard fight. Yeah, yeah Arnold really Arnold's good. a beast. Um he got pieced up at, by Max Holloway not too long ago. Very few people don't. Right, yeah, that just shows how great Volkanowski yeah. is. Um, but yeah, what do you think about the Jalen Turner and Dan Hooker fight? I, I'm, I'm all, I'm, my incompetent sports opinion. You ready? Uh-huh. I'm all about Dan Hooker because I've just been a fan. I think it'll be a go- a good fight either way because both guys just, you know, they like to go in there and just do their thing. So, oh yeah, Dan Hooker's. Just because I'm a hardcore, I wouldn't say hardcore fan of Dan, but I just I've loved watching. The carnage he brings to the table. So we'll go with Dan on my end. So Okay. I yeah. like it. Yeah. A hundred bucks. Uh, all right, fine. We're not on that. Oh, yeah. I don't know fine, if I'm fine. that confident right. in Jalen Turner. <laughs> Dan Hooker could win that fight. <laughs> It'll be a good one. Though. It will so be. It will, it's not no. like a mismatch. How about that? No, this card yeah. is stacked, man. Um, all right. So moving on, we've got a middleweight fight. This is top five right here. Um, Robert Whitaker yeah. fighting. Drickus Duplessis, the South African. And Robert is a heavy favorite at minus 410. Man, I don't know if that's accurate. Uh, Duplessis no slouch. He can, he's got power. So Robert's probably going to have to turn this into a grappling match, I would think. I mean, Robert's got great blitzing technique when it comes to, you know, fighting. I don't know if you want to call it karate style or uh, Muay Thai, but. He is very good at springing forward and putting combinations together. So we'll see how good uh, Duplessis' footwork matches up against that. Um, let's check their stats. Yeah, because Robert's number two, Duplessis number five. Um. Duplessis got a three inch, three inch reach. I feel like that does make a difference when it comes to jabs. Yeah, it's Robert Whitaker though. Like him, him. Like I've had so much respect for him ever since them Yoel Romero bouts. Like yes. I just cannot. Yeah, he he's lost to Izzy, but outside of that, who who else has he really lost to? You True. Know, like, yeah, Izzy's, like, Izzy's got his number. Izzy is the man. Even though that like, second fight was close. Very close. Yeah. yeah. It, was a, it was a good If fight. they gave it to Whitaker, I wouldn't have been shocked. 
It was yeah, it was a good one, man. But I I don't I don't I've never since those Yoel Romero fights, I will never count Robert Whitaker out. To to be able to see somebody do that to that freak of nature. True. Like, he's literally a, a Cuban science experiment. He is. Like and look at him. <laughs> he kind of just looks like a normal guy who like yeah. ready for like spring break, you know? Like you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, like looks- this dude, he's so good. He's so good. But yeah, I'm a Robert, I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm very biased, so I'm a Robert Whitaker fan. Hey man, I respect it. Um, yeah, I mean, so you agree with those odds? You think a minus four ten is accurate? Yeah, um, Drickus is he's actually really good, but uh, the UFC is an awesome hype machine, you know. But definitely, yeah, he's <laughs> literally going to like this. This is it. Like this is the fucking fight. Yes, like for Drickus, like this will make or break if he's because he's what number five. He's yeah. barely breaking the top five. Right. This could. This is like his first real big. Like who? Who did he fight last? Um. Like the point being, you can't name him off the top of your head. You know what I mean? Which is sad because I did watch it. Yeah. I just don't remember. Oh yeah, um, Brunson. Okay, Brunson is actually pretty well known. I, yeah, I, he knocked I, out I, Brunson. Oh, and he beat Till. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those are some really good uh, profile profile names. So, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, man, you can't bet against Robert. Who do you, who do you got? <clears throat> I bet on Whitaker. I mean, that's a heavy right, favorite. Um, I mean, Duplessis can get it done, but I feel like Robert's a tad faster. If I had to compare their speed. Um, so I think Whitaker will utilize that blitzing technique similar to what George St. Pierre used to do back in the day. <clears throat> and I don't know if Drikas is going to be able to keep up with it. Might get frustrated, try to grapple him. And then I also think Robert is the better wrestler. So I think Drikas, his only chance is some kind of knockout, some flash knockout, something like that. So yeah, I'm going to go with Whitaker as well. All right. Smart man. Very smart man. I'm playing with money now. (laughs) Yeah. I only put in five bucks. (laughs) Nothing crazy. Uh, Betting app. What betting app do you use? DraftKings. Ohio, I think, is just now becoming within like the past two months or something. Really? Oh, yeah. They were pushing the commercials out like crazy, but we are just now able to bet. Huh. So that's a new law. Very new. Yep. It's always been legal in Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> blow your money. You blow it all, man. Have fun in Virginia. I've actually never won a bet, so maybe don't listen to me. Oh, but. <laughs> but you keep doing it though. You're you're No, I don't do it. Attrition. I don't do it too often. Um I only do it on big pay per view fights. Like I don't do it every week for the fight nights. Okay, yeah. yeah. I don't have a problem gambling, but that's what I have say. never that's won. That's what they all say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what they say. You know, I just bet on all I the don't have a problem. I don't got a problem, man. <laughs> I don't got a problem. Um, all right. So moving on to the co-main event. Man, this is the people's champ, in my opinion. Brandon Moreno is defending his belt against ooh, I hope I don't mess up your name here, buddy. Ale- Alexandre Pentoya. I guess. Yeah. Brazilian. He is a slight underdog, plus 165. I've seen a little bit of his highlights. I mean, honestly, the flyweights, they don't weigh too much, so they're all very fast. I mean, that's easy to say. Okay. <laughs> yeah, two <laughs> um, very fast little men yeah, swinging yeah. at each other. Let's right. Go. So, they usually end up bangers, though. Like any, any Brandon Moreno fight that I've seen is always a good fight. Like It's, yeah. it's like always a good fight. He's yeah. a dog, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's the Mexican heart, man. 
Um, he, uh, I don't know. The thing about flyweights, unless it goes to the ground, sometimes on the feet, just because they don't weigh that much. Not saying they're not strong by any means, but they don't have a lot of force and like weight coming behind their strikes. Yeah. So they can just take shot and eat shots and eat shots and go all the way to do a decision. Oh, sure. Just picking each other apart. I hear what you're saying. My, my my brain actually doesn't even process how fast they're doing it. So it looks like they're just standing in front of one another. Yeah. So I, it's just so quick. I don't know what's going on. But when they go <laughs> to the ground, I'm on to it. I, I like, I can Yeah, see that's it. when you focus yeah, in. Yeah, that's when I'm in. So I got you. Um, I'm going to, I also have Moreno winning this. And I'm going to say Moreno by submission. He just finds a way to get people in rear naked chokes all the time, it seems. Pretty so, good at it, man. Yeah, I think uh, if it hits the ground. It's in his favor. Um, Pentoya, he's no slouch on the feet, though. He, he's got slick boxing. So I think they'll stand for a good amount of the fight. Maybe the whole fight. You never know. Um, who, do you, who do you think? Uh, Moreno. I just yeah. like him as a person. Um, yeah. To be honest. He's a good champion. I haven't really followed the career of the number two guy. So for me, I'm, I'm probably that typical. I'm a little bit more than a casual fan. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty into certain weight classes and this has never been a weight class. I've been balls deep in. Nobody uh, is. Of course I like, yeah, it draws the least amount, the least amount of numbers when they're headlining and everything, but, uh, right. But I, but there are some really good matchups that I think would be really fun to watch. Like, uh, Sean O'Malley. Yes. He can fight. He fights it this way too. I know. it would. No, he fights at Bantamweight. way. That's one class up. But did he, okay. Then you can correct me. So Brandon Moreno just had this trilogy with, uh, Cheeto, right? No, it was a uh, Davison Figueredo. All right, I'll just shut up. They fought four times actually, so you should just stop talking. I thought no, that was the exact same. <laughs> I thought that was Cheeto. No. I thought that's who they were calling Cheeto. Oh lord. Yeah. Well, I mean, they look a little similar, they but Cheeto like, is much bigger than him. They just have the same haircut and shit. Or yeah, oh, that's probably yeah. what it is. Two Brazilian dudes with a mustache. That's what it is. Well, Cheeto's from uh, Ecuador, I believe. All right, yeah, I'll stop. No, 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 Colombia. Right, yeah. It's one of those. It's either <laughs> Ecuador or Colombia. I think it's Ecuador. But um, yes, correct. Sean O'Malley is dope to watch. <laughs> He's but, a lot of fun. But yeah, we're this is a flyweight. Um, but yeah, flyweight. They just don't have stars, man. They had Demetrius Johnson. And that was he's probably the best of all time, or one of the yeah, best. They had the star. Yeah, like an like a real fan like as a like a real fan that's who everybody loved man yeah and he, he wasn't like the conor mcgregor drawing numbers or anything but right right was a lot of fun yeah. and unfortunately i wasn't watching ufc what's up man on that come up so i missed all of that it sucked what's up man oh. yeah dude so like everyone kept saying mighty mouse and i'm like who is this mighty mouse guy and i thought it was that guy yeah. john dotson you remember him yeah yeah they look just like that's Chido what, and figuero you can get them mixed up pretty well they're both two bald-headed like black guys who can fight really fucking well yeah and i was yeah. like he looks like a mighty mouse because he's this little tank That's but he's he only five six yeah. or whatever yeah excuse me but um mighty mouse mighty is mouse. demetrius johnson and that guy is just he's got ungodly skill i mean it, to pull off an armbar in midair, like what is that? Yeah, that's his UFC uh, highlight. Since he's been over to one, he's he actually lost. Did Didn't he you see that? So in one, 
You're allowed to knee people oh, we got on knee. the ground. I heard about that. That yeah. is something that a lot of these guys have never trained for just because it's a rule set thing. You know, yeah. you like min max the rules. You know, you're getting paid to learn these rules and train these rules. Mm-hmm. He got literally like as he's like propping up to get up, the guy just grabs his head and just knees him in the face. Ooh. And like, yeah, he, he was such a cool sport about it too. He was like, that was actually a really good knee. You know, there's nothing against it. Like people, other people were making excuses for him. And what I really liked about him, he was like, it was all in the rules. That was a really good hit. You know, it was fair and square. So, yep. Uh, but he ended up winning it back. So, that's I, right. I like one. Do you ever follow one championship? They, no. they like They're like the competitor of the UFC now. They're actually, mm-hmm. they actually have a bigger reach than the UFC. Um, Do they? Yeah. They're like, they're the Asian version of UFC. Thing right. Like that. So naturally it's a bigger group. To, more to people. Pull. Yeah. More people. Yeah, yeah. But not only do they just do fights and this isn't a plug for them at all. They don't pay me or anything, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, other than just doing fights, they'll, they'll do like high profile grappling matches where they'll actually yes. pay their, they'll pay that is athletes. Cool. Like they'll get that a gr- like for a jujitsu guy to get a $50,000 bonus. No, like that's, that's unheard of. That's life changing. They do that and they'll yeah, do yeah. Muay Thai as well. So that I can't is cool. speak on the Muay Thai, but they had like the legends of Muay Thai in one. They they took mm. a lot of that talent. They have it. So yep, yep. Um, I forgot where we still. T- yeah, we're talking about flyweight. Yep. So <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I wish Demetrius Johnson was still in the UFC at yeah, flyweight because yeah. he would be the draw. I honestly thought after he left, they were gonna. Just fucking scrap that division. That's what um, they were saying. But, but after that, it was Triple C. Like, oh, true. Scrapped him because he was the one who yeah. took it from him. Yeah, Henry you know? Cejudo. So, yep. Um, but all in all, like, I think some of the most talented dudes are are in that division. But it's just like naturally, people just want to see the bigger dudes. I think that's really what it is. Like, it's like the bigger the man, you you're like they're more powerful, it's more eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Um, okay, so we both said Miranda for that one. Right, so Miranda. speaking of bigger men, but not by much. Um <laughs> the featherweight <laughs> yeah, two weight classes up. Uh at 145 pounds, you have probably the pound for pound best fighter in the world right now. Alexander Volkanovsky taking yeah. on, like I said at the beginning, my new favorite fighter, Yair Rodriguez. I want to hear Yep. I want to hear this argument. Are you are you going for? Sorry, I'm just assuming Yair is your guy. I bet on him. That's and he's a big for? underdog. Oh my god, nah, it ain't gonna happen. He's a plus two eighty. <laughs> they don't even have the odds right there. Oh, they, they might be them changing up. them. DraftKings, it was plus two eighty. I just looked. All right, we'll go with DraftKings. The most. Yeah, they're the partnership online. with UFC, so yeah. they're they coincide. Yeah, um, why 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 Yair? Because you you've seen what Volkanovski has done. In the past, every fight. Like, there isn't anybody who's really solved this problem yet. Correct. Now, Volkanovski is probably going to win, but I wanted to bet on at least one underdog on this fight, so I picked Yair. And just because I think he is the best kicker in the UFC. I think he has better kicks than Adesanya. I think he has better kicks than Wonderboy Thompson. Um, He is so unpredictable. He throws spinning elbows, wheel kicks, question mark kicks. I mean, he looks like a smaller John Jones sometimes, the way that he can move. Okay. Um, That being said, Volkanovski, he just seems to have perfect defense lately, and his head movement is undeniable. He probably will be able to figure out Yair. It might take him around. 
maybe even two, but I think he'll eventually download them. But on the feet, Yair, I mean, watch out, dude. A foot is going to come whizzing by Volk's head, and he better get the hell out of the way or that's good night. But I do think that what's going to happen is Yair is going to keep kicking him and Volk is going to catch one of those kicks, take him down, and then that might be the rest of the round. I don't know if Yair is able to get out from underneath Volkanovski's wrestling. That'll be the X factor of that fight. Yeah. I saw that uh, Volkanovski brought in a lot of very high-level kickers. Like that (laughs) That 11-time world champion. That's smart. uh, Adesanya being on the other side of their little... True. uh, Yeah, they train together. And they brought in uh, the man, Craig Jones. You know, keep jiu-jitsu gay. Just remember that. Oh, yeah, his shirt. That's his his thing. But, um, (laughs) man, Volkanovski... What made me a fan, he beat Islam. He beat Islam. Before. I think so, too. He, uh, he, he, he beat him, you know? Like, yeah, he like, should be double champ. He, he should be double champ and pound for pound number one. Like, he is in like, my book. In my book, too, you know? Because, like, even after the fight, you can actually see this live. Like, Islam is actually apologizing to his team. He yeah. Felt, he felt he had genuinely lost that fight. Yeah. Yeah. He, and uh he got dominated in that last round dude it was such a i, I was like i don't know where i was but i wasn't sitting i know <laughs> yeah had, right <laughs> i was sitting down when i watched it i was no. standing up shitting myself that dude was volk was on top just grounding and pounding with seconds remaining and if that would have went another three rounds volk probably would have finished him yeah oh the finish the finish if that would have went another three rounds, Volk wasn't even tired. Islam was breathing heavy. He was pretty pretty gassed. He probably really underestimated him. Like, uh, he was definitely. A small man, but definitely. Like to see him do that too. I actually, I'm a, I like Max Holloway a lot. I, yeah. li- I like what he's done, and uh, I think Max Holloway. If there wasn't a Volkanovski, it would be a Max Holloway. You know what I mean? Like everybody, there's that one fighter that like beats like. Yeah, he has his number. Yeah. Um, the second fight was controversial for sure, but the third fight, Volk just pieced him up, won every round. It wasn't even close, unfortunately, for Max. <laughs> unfortunately. Because I'm a Max fan too. Yeah, I, I wanted him to win. I wanted him to get his belt back, but Volk was like, nah, this is now my era. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. And but Max just crazy. beat uh, Arnold Allen, so he'll get probably – I don't know if he'll get the winner of this fight. He might get the lose. I mean, he beat Yair already. I don't know. So actually, yeah. what 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 I what I'm hearing, what I'm understanding is, if Volk wins, Max Holloway might move to a different division because mm-hmm. uh, it, he like, did say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, You're right. Because I think, I mean, he has the frame to move up. He said you he was going to go to lightweight. You're yeah, right. He did be, say and, that. And lightweight to me, lightweight. I think to me, the most exciting divisions to be in are definitely lightweight middleweight and then welterweight those are like nice. my three favorite divisions currently okay and mo- putting yourself in there i think that can only help your your product you know it can help like lightweight is definitely the most it's uh, so stacked yeah it's i would so say lightweight stacked. and bantamweight are the most competitive okay. divisions yeah bantamweight bantamweight's my favorite it is division. a lot of fun though yeah. those guys are awesome because they can crack they can knock people out even though they're small because they're super fast they can yeah. knock people out um so, yeah, we've got – I mean, so how do you think this fight goes down? What, what do you think the outcome is? Uh, I got Volkanovski, but a five-round 
one-sided domination. Wow. Um, okay. There will be no opposition on the other end whatsoever. Really? Complete lie. Complete lie. I think it'll be a pretty good fight. What? Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, um, you know, with this dude's crazy range, crazy, crazy kicks, he's probably looking to just like smother him out a lot. That's probably what he'll do. Like, I, it's a good tactic for that kind of range. You know, yeah. I mean, all these rounds, they start standing. Yeah. He's just going to spin kick the shit out of him yes, he for, is. for a whole bunch. So he's going to have to figure out a way to just get in there yep. and just, you know, nullify what's going on. Um, exactly. And I mean, he's a very good cage wrestler. Yeah. He's, he's you know, so I can, I can see that going down. Um, I mean, although is he, he isn't necessarily like the highest percentage finisher. I can see him. Squeak, I see him squeaking it out, squeaking it out, but not, you know, he'll probably, he'll probably win by decision. Yeah. That's likely. probably what will happen. But, uh, I mean, Yair has jiu-jitsu. He just submitted Josh Emmett in his last fight with a triangle choke. Josh Emmett is a beast. He is good. He's a lot of fun. But my concern is if Islam couldn't submit Volkanovski and if Brian Ortega couldn't submit Volkanovski, I don't know if Yair has the jiu-jitsu chops to pull that off. Um, So that's why I think if Volk just takes him down, I'm pretty sure that's where the fight's going to stay. Um, I hope Yair can scramble and get out, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he he's the, the triangles is big threat on the ground, right? That's that's probably what he's won the most submission was. He's had two wins by a triangle. So yeah, I guess yeah. like for for a UFC fighter, that's a lot of triangles for winning. I guess on average, yeah, yeah. Okay. on average. Yeah. Well, I mean if Brian Ortega can't do it, who who will? That's that that he was the representative of jujitsu at that time to me. I couldn't believe like, Volk didn't. Get, oh, it was so didn't crazy. tap out or go to sleep. Yeah, and that the, mounted guillotine. Yeah, I was just about to say what that guillotine. And he's just like fishing and squirming underneath of it. Like we're all like, all right, he's done. Yeah, and he finds his way out. His head's you know, red as a tomato. Ends up winning. You know, Wild so. man. Yeah, he beat the fuck out of Ortega in that fight. That was a sick fight. That <laughs> was one of the best the fights I've ever seen. Yeah, his yeah. Ortega's face was mangled at the end. Yeah, it was a real good fight, man. Man, poor, poor Ortega, though. He's, like, gotten so far two times, right? He's fought for the title. Yeah, he fought Max he fought and Max, Volk. Yeah, fell short. But that was even more one-sided than that. Max. True, Max, yeah. Max set a record on Brian Ortega for significant strikes. But then he later beat it with the Calvin, Calvin Gator. Yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, about to I know. Say, yeah, yeah, but that yeah. was the first significant strike strike record set in like a decade or whatever. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Or maybe of all time, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah. I I don't know. I got my money on Yair, but that's a stupid thing to say because Volk's probably gonna win. But I had to bet on one underdog, so I chose him. Yeah. yeah. I only, it's it's a throwaway bet. I put down five bucks to win fifty. Like it's nothing crazy because I picked favorites for everyone else. He's the only underdog. I yeah, picked. right. You're gonna have a new gold chain next week. You're gonna send me a picture of yeah. the air money. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, <dude>. Mexico. Nah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not even Mexican. Right? You yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get the Mexican flag on. I see you. <laughs> oh man, yeah. No, this Saturday is gonna be sick. I can't wait. Um. Even the undercard is pretty good. Like, it's got some names on it. Who's headlining that? Uh, oh, it's Robbie Lawler's yeah. last fight. He's Robbie Lawler, yeah. legend, and Nico Price. He's always fun to watch. Um, Why did I think that? Okay, Kevin Holland must be on the next one then. I thought he was on this one. He's fun to watch. 
Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's a he's a wild dude, man. <laughs> oh man, but but he would. I hate the word journeyman. You know, I do mm. hate it because it is like most like the champion will describe lesser fighters as the journeyman, but we understand its place, like its meaning, like. A guy who he's never like reached the top, but he's right. competitive with these top top dudes. So yep. Kevin Holland, his last fight was Kamzat, or but prior to that, prior to that, the the way I'm just high on this Kamzat guy. Just let's just give him the spotlight a little bit. Yeah, Hamzat the, the way he just yep. ran through him, like yeah. he retired. Kevin Holland briefly retired after that. He did, yeah, yeah. He was like, like I can't compete with these guys. That is the nutty. Like imagine being so good, you can make people retire. Like. Yeah, no, it's scary how good Hamzat is. Um, he hasn't had a fight since then. That was in September. Yeah, so it's almost it's going to probably be a year before he gets back in there because there hasn't been any talk. He has that bargaining power though. Like, like I'm not saying the star power of like you know the big names, you know, like a no. or like Ronda, but he can his his team. There, everything's going to benefit him in his next fight. I think. Like, although, yeah, he kind of lost a lot of respect losing the. I, I thought it was cool that the UFC, because he missed weight, kind of shuffled things around to make everything work. That that yeah. card itself, like, this is my opinion, and people can hate me for it. He, he would have probably ruined Nate Diaz. Like, yeah, I don't know what would have happened. Dude, yeah, uh, yeah. You, 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 you see, I just feel that way. I'm a Nate Diaz fan through and through. Yeah, you know, definitely, motherfucker. Two oh nine. But to, but like to see what he did to Kevin Holland that night, I'm just glad that it wasn't Nate Diaz on the receiving end of that because that's your hero, man. You know. Yeah, the- I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather see him get tapped out like that instead of like beaten to a pulp. I mean, yeah. that's what he's famous for. But the guy's at the very end of his career, man. Like, I don't want to see him take unnecessary yeah. damage. Yeah, well, yeah. he's about to take an super. He's about to take an unnecessary boxing fight that's going to make him rich. So why is it unnecessary? <laughs> it's super necessary. <laughs> yeah, it's super Actually, ne- it's super it's necessary. Super necessary. You know why it is? Because I want him yeah. to silence Jake Paul. <laughs> do, do, do you think he'll do it though? Like, like uh, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> man, everybody. I think I Jake is going to give him all he's got, and Nate's just going to roll with the punches and keep walking forward. I just got He's just a zombie, man. Like he doesn't go down. It's really the strangest is, yeah. thing. I don't know if it's because he's a vegan or what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the vegan man. Vegan power. That's yeah, what it dude. is. Meat's know? bad for they, you. They say that Nate Diaz doesn't lose. He just runs out of time. Yes, that's exactly. That's he doesn't get tired. Like yeah. it's wild. He does triathlons all the time. Apparently, yeah. yeah. Just Smokes around. weed every day. Yeah, I don't get it. There's got to be something. He's a superhuman yeah. man. <laughs> um. So, who were we talking about before Nate Diaz? Oh, Kevin Holland. Um, no, we were talking oh, about Hamzat. Yeah, yeah. Hamzat. Yeah. I wanted to say that I don't know if Hamzat can make 170 anymore. I think that's why they haven't booked him a fight. He's so giant. Um, middleweight yeah. is really where he should be. So I think so. But I think he wants welterweight because he knows that he can dominate down there because he's so much stronger. Yeah, he's 6'4", 6'3". 6'3", yeah. Yeah, he's tall. He's rangy. Yeah. He's His wrestling and his Sambo or whatever the heck he trains in is just elite. I think he was a – I think it was like a Sweden or – He fights out of Sweden. Like, he was a freestyle like champion of the country. I believe it. Yeah. You can yeah. tell. Oh, yeah. Just, you definitely can. Like, pe- 
Although, hey, my boy Gilbert Burns, I think, worked him pretty well. Oh, yeah, that was a great fight. It was probably fight of the year. He tested him. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and dropped him. Yeah. Dropped him. Yeah, Gilbert can crack, man. Gilbert can, man. He was like uh, one of those passing of the torch kind of guys, like, like, cause in my head, I, you know, being the biased jujitsu guy, you always root for that jujitsu guy. You know, at the time it was like Damian Maya, you yeah. got Ortega in there. Yep. Gilbert Burns. When I first started training, he was the man like early 2010, 2011, mm-hmm. he was the world champion like yeah, at that time. I, that's you know? right. So I remember. I was rooting for the motherfucker. And, Hell yeah. You know. Yeah, no, and he's a nice guy. Like I always want to see him win. So I, I felt bad about his last fight with Bilal. When he hurt his shoulder in like the first round, so he yeah. <clears throat> he couldn't even really throw a punch with his uh, yeah. I think it was his right shoulder. The law's pretty good though, but you could tell there was something up. No, like, Gilbert wasn't doing there. anything. Yeah, he was playing he defense even, the whole time. Yeah, yeah he was, off of like a simple sprawl or. So like it was something. kind of a boring fight because Bilal was just like wrestling him the whole time, which oh, I yeah. figured what was going to happen. Um. So, anyways, Hamzat. I saw that they were trying to get a fight with him and Kamar Usman. That would be sick. But Hamzad's got to make it to 170. So that's the oh. that's the caveat right there. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I would – I would consider that a money fight in a way. Like those are yeah. two prestigious names. Yeah, you could like, put that as a headliner. That is a headliner without a belt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, I agree. But he, he it's like some of these divisions like – so a lot of fighters make their way to the top without fighting everybody. You know what I mean? Kamaro fought everybody. He, he's got his own way. Kamzat has not fought. He hasn't fought. Yeah, like, I, I wouldn't like say a lot of fighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, he rose pretty quick, but like a Colby it's Covington fight, special bro. ones that can. Yeah, do like yeah, a legitimate yeah. like. Well, anybody in that top a standout. Fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, I'm an advocate for the Colby Covington fight. I want to see him fight Colby. Colby's yep. real fun to watch. You know, there's just going to be some stupid shit talk the whole time. Like, <sighs> I mean, he goes America deep. Great. He cuts deep. Yeah, he does. He, he pisses some people off. Yeah, he man. Mazadol freaking attacked him in the street. <laughs> yeah, there was like a, That was bad. Uh, is there a video? There is a video. That I can see of this? Because yeah, I'll show it to actually... you after this. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Jamie, pull that up, man. Yeah. yeah. One day I'm going to learn the technology to... Share my screen with you guys at home. So my apologies. But um Yeah, dude, I am fucking hyped for this Saturday and I wish you could be here to watch it with us. Yeah, so that makes me sad. Long drive back to the to the sticks, I guess. Akron? Akron? Is that how you say it? Uh that is a city in Ohio. That's yeah. not where you're at. Though. That's not where I'm at. Oh man. my I'm bad. Far away. I'm my like, bad. A little town, <laughs> Lima, you know, shout out. Lima? You know? Lima. Lima, Ohio. Shout out. You've got the famous out, Brad Ackerman yep. Yep. on the Incompetent Sports Report. <laughs> <laughs> Halfway across the country. So. Yeah, man. No, I appreciate you doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Um, we don't have to wrap it up quite yet. But, all right, man. I'm heading out. So. Oh, all right. Yep. Your limousine's here. Sorry. Limo, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I wanted to talk about your um, your your origin. Yeah, your origin story, starting jujitsu and martial arts and wrestling and all that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Origin story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if I've told the story too much. Because uh, because thinking back to it, like I've always been into like watching action movies and that kind of thing. I think a lot that that resonates with a lot of like younger boys to uh, 
you know, you want to be the soldier in a way. Like, that's kind of cool. It kind of appealed to me. Like, I wouldn't say, like, military, but definitely kung fu and shit was always cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, 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 I was in, like... Like us, like, uh, I remember my brother and I, you know, we'd be riding our bikes doing shithead stuff in the neighborhood and stuff like that. And there was like another kid in the neighborhood who, uh, my brother and I just got back from riding our bikes, you know, once again, doing dumb shit. This kid like came over and like said that we were like doing some, something to him, something about like breaking his plants or like, it was like a seasonal thing, like smashing his pumpkins or something. So he accused you. Oh yeah. And then, uh, like... (laughs) Then he, then we were, you know, fighting at that point. It was just like a fight. It turned into a fight and like nobody, it was two little kids scuffling or whatever. How old were you? uh, I was in maybe third or fourth grade. Okay. So you're like eight or nine. Dude, super young. And I remember like, uh, this kid was like one or two grades above me. And at that age, one or two grades above you is like, there's a weight difference, Mm -hmm. you know, like, like, and this was a much bigger kid. (laughs) Okay. And it's not like I like. You know, not to like defend my eight year old self, but like it wasn't like an actual fight where I'm on the ground and he's just punching my face in. But I remember like I had no business being there. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Getting thrown around and getting punched a few times <laughs> and that kind of sucked. And yep. uh, I remember like I just felt like, okay, this feeling is terrible and I don't think I ever want to feel this feeling again. So, like, why not learn how to fight? You know, of so, course. you know, from then on, I remember like the next week. I went into the library and I started bu- like getting karate books and stuff. And there's like little pictures of like a dude doing this with his arm. And I'm supposed to like practice that. So I was like with another friend of mine just Wax practicing. Wax on. Wax on. It's literally what it was. Like <laughs> just some like motions. Like you'll, you'll you know, it's a, it's a karate book. Well, right. you, know, you can't expect too much out of it. Yep. Uh, but then like probably within a few years or so, I started uh, – before I was ever a UFC fan, I got into Pride Fighter. So I remember like not knowing what it was, you know, I probably around 2003, 2004, I would just be scrolling through TV and because like fighting fascinated me and I'm like, mm-hmm. I need to learn how to fight. Mm-hmm. You know, I started watching pride fighter and that's when I got into, you know, the man Fedor, who I think is, uh, I don't know if you talked about Fedor too much, but he needs I really all the spotlight he can ever get in his life. I know he was the man. He was one of those original like greats to me. Yeah, like he would be on a Mount Rushmore in my eyes. Like true, you know. Although, like people can, you know, hey, we they only ever fed him tomato cans. Who, you know, there are two different organizations. Who else could you have given them that wasn't operated by this organization? It was UFC and Pride. Yep. You yep. know, so right. Love me some Fedor, and then um, you know, I'd be watching these fights all the time, and uh, the the whole the whole long winded version of this is like I I wanted to be a fighter. You know, like that's my thing. So yeah, I started wrestling. Okay. And the same year I started res- wrestling, there was a very like, uh, it was like a, a low income boxing thing. So like, uh, I would like walk up to this boxing place and they would like, yeah, come on in. We got some extra gloves. And they, they it was like the most hood ghetto dudes in there. And, <laughs> oh, no, no, it, it was like real eye opening though. Cause like my first day at the boxing gym, I was maybe 13, 14 years old. And, you know, I apologize for all the the time span, you know, the jumps and everything, but 13, 14 years old, I walk in, you know, and I just kind of hit a growth spurt. You know, I just got after a year of wrestling. I just got wrestling under my belt. I was in pretty good shape because it's a spring. Mm -hmm. Uh, I go in there and the the guy, 
you know, the coach is like, Hey, I want you to spar with this guy. And it's like, this is my son. He's, he's, he's 10. He just turned 11. Mm. And this guy wasn't very much, he wasn't really like a menacing looking figure. He's kind of much smaller than me. I was maybe two, three, four years. Uh, you know, I had age and size on the guy. Yeah. Right. And like, you're feeling confident. Oh, I was so confident for like 30 more seconds. (laughs) So like I get in there and, uh, yeah, I, I just get pieced up and boxed to bits. My nose is bleeding everywhere. And, uh, Mm, it was my first ever time, like sparring somebody and, and like, I think because I was new, I was spazzing out. I wasn't holding back. And then he didn't hold back either. This was the coach's son who, uh, like, he had, like, silver and golden glove accolades under his belt at oh, such a young age. no. And that was, like, truly the first time I've ever been, like, like, uh, like, so humble. Like, seriously. Like, like yeah. this, he beat the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, man. And, like, the, the night I went home, I remember, like, I couldn't even lay on one side of my, like, face. Yeah. So, because he just beat the shit out of me over and over. But for whatever reason, I was like, man, I really want to learn this. This is really cool. I want to be able to do what this guy's doing. You know, he's smaller than me. Yeah. So, I started boxing. That was a lot of fun. I did that for maybe, like, four years, four or five years. Oh, cool. And then I was wrestling, you know, as well. You know, I wasn't – I played football. You know, it was a lot of fun. Um, But I think, like, I really loved the, the, like – winter i'd wrestle spring i didn't play a spring sport so i started boxing did that and i, I just i had a lot i had a lot of fun and um mm-hmm. eventually the family and i made our way down here to richmond with some life changes and whatnot mm-hmm. and uh, i remember i had you know some pretty good experience under my belt i got a, a job doing security for a police department up here at a local college you know yeah. i'm not gonna say any names you know i already know you know yeah and uh that's when i started watching <laughs> fucking joe rogan you know it sounds as corny as it is you know but he he would just talk about jujitsu and i'm like yeah i think i understand that's what fedor uses you know that's that's how he arm bars people you know i was putting two and two together yeah and i was like if i ever wanted to fight i just got to do what joe's telling me right now you know my, 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 my boy joe and uh yeah, sure enough, I started up at that gym. I told you that humbling story where I got my shit pushed in yep. day one. And then once again, I got to learn the superpower. Yeah. So I was on track. I was actually on track because I wanted to be, you know, to be a fighter. I wanted to compete. Mm-hmm. And then I know you know the story. It completely derailed my fighting career when we were all out playing some backyard football. Oh, my God. I remember that day. And I broke day. my jaw. I remember Literally that had day. my jaw snapped. Yeah. In multiple places where uh, you had a, a fellow podcast member by the name of Anthony Dwalentita. <laughs> like, you know, Dwalent. he was on there. You know, I don't know what, what happened. I, I, I can point fingers at whatever i just he's a rugby player i played football he tackles different so we're gonna blame this dude but he ended up you know his his giant dwallin giant cranium just like smashes into the side of my jaw and it actually snaps in two places still, i remember still that. To this day you know i have like wires and screws you can still physically feel them i don't know if they need to be removed or not but you <laughs> yeah. know like oh my gosh but man. uh once that happened oh yeah i, I gave up any form of striking and just solely focused on the wrestling and jujitsu. Yeah. You know? And then, yeah. I, and then um, I was like, maybe I can come back to this later down the road, but I just fell in love with the sport. And uh, yeah, I'm 11 years in to jujitsu. Uh, I got my Brown belt prior to COVID under a guy by the name of Seth Smith at a uh, upstream here in uh, Richmond, Virginia. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and ever since then, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun, man. You know, 
you meet a lot of cool people out training too so definitely definitely and yeah you've been uh pretty consistent with the grappling tournaments um how many do you try to do a year just one or Uh, at brown belt i've actually never competed um Mm. so i started at another gym which i would i'm going to say the word mcdojo because this was not a serious jujitsu gym okay like these guys weren't that serious Mm -hmm. and uh I felt like I was like at the time me and maybe one or two other people were very, very serious. And we pretty much walked in there. We watched some YouTube videos, some DVDs. We'd be fucking everybody up, you know? So hell yeah, it ended up biting me in the ass. I got my purple belt in a year and a half of doing jujitsu. So (laughs) got my blue belt six months in nice maybe a little bit more than six months in. Yeah. And then later one more year after that, I got my purple belt. So, Fuck and it was yeah. solely because I was fucking these dudes up. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then, like, I had, I made, I did make a lot of good friends there. I, I don't mean to say that so crude, but, like, you know, it kind of gave you, gave me, like, that sense of, like, all right, you know, I should start competing. Anyways, I never competed at white belt. Blue belt, competed a few times. But once I got my purple belt, being a year and a half in, I did probably, like, 15, 16 competitions. Nice. There, I've had a, a lot of wins, but I've had a lot of losses in there, especially in the beginning because I was pushed so quickly being at a gym. It yeah. wasn't very, you know, I was just. You probably weren't oh, quite purple belt. No, ready. I probably yeah. was barely even blue belt, let's yeah. be real. So, yeah. but, but um, <laughs> I did get really lucky and win one real early on, which kind of confirmed it to me, but who, who knows? That could have just been a fluke, but. um. Nah, you, you know got that, fair that, and square, man. That, well, we'll we'll go with that. Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't just fall into everything. That's yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, realizing that, you know, I kind of like I had to take learning into my own hands. And if you've ever met Trey, my buddy Trey, uh, I don't right. think so. Uh, I need to hook you up. This is um, he is the man that I would the the closest resemblance to Theo Vaughn, the most interesting man you'll ever meet. That's awesome. I will. I'm. I'll get a hold. I'll have him. Cool. Come out here for you. You'll you'll love this guy. Seth loves him to death. Okay. Him and I lived together. We were roommates who were just super jujitsu nerds. So we yeah. would just like drill, drill, drill. We knew we had a lot of time to make up. Boom. We started drilling back and forth. We would buy these DVDs. And lo and behold, this uh Ryan Hall and Seth Smith were teaching on this DVD. And wow. we were like, all right, this is like this is what we're gonna learn. You know, we were learning like 50-50 and like deep half guard and stuff. And then right around the corner we see that there's a new gym being put up and it turns out to be upstream over there. And yeah. Trey and I were like, man, we are about to train with someone famous in our eyes. Like this is like, you know, no, we that would be exhilarating for me. Yeah, it was yeah. So cool. Trey and I went up to that gym, Trey trained there before I did. And I ended up signing up shortly after. And then once I started going to that gym, it's like the competitions, it just seemed like things got a little bit easier, you know, like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I was, I say the quality of that gym, probably the highest standard that I've ever had in a gym, you know, like, like if you get a belt under Seth, like you're a legitimate contender. Oh yeah. So once I went over there, man, it was like nothing but a very, very serious team. Yeah. And, uh, for sure. I've trained there. That place is no joke. They're, they're pretty nutty, man. Even like (laughs) the blue belts, man. Like, yeah, I could, I think I beat like maybe two people in there out of like 20. Like they were all just killers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. It's like uh, one of those like cliches, like iron sharpens iron kind of thing. And uh, no doubt, no doubt. it, It was just cool to just have like 
not only Seth, but he attracted a lot of like of the other higher talent dudes, what I would consider high, higher talent dudes. There's a lot of dudes in there that I, that I can, you know, shout out and everything, but everybody was just, you could tell that it was like, a everybody was very focused and had kind of the same goal. They all wanted to improve their jujitsu and they all wanted to definitely win some competitions. So mm-hmm. that, that really helped me out a lot and pushed me. And then that's when I started winning competitions and doing pretty well. Hell yeah. Um, so I was with him at purple belt three, four years. And then I got my brown belt followed by, I had my appendix removed. Oh, I remember that. Followed by COVID. So that's right. Once all that happened, I <laughs> ended up back in Ohio again. And Damn, was, yeah, so, but, uh, yeah, it kind of happened that way. It, I know. It is what it is though. But, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, I can't shout, shout out that gym enough, you know, that it's that, you know, led by a really good guy driving the ship and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of fun, man. And uh, and now, currently in Ohio, there's a gym that I train at. It's about an hour away, so I, I make a little bit of a trek, and they kind of let me tag along with them. You know, it's it's always Good. later in the day when I'm able to make. I can't quite make their classes or anything, but they let me come out to their open mats and train help me stay sharp a little bit. And they're yeah. they're a real good group of dudes too. You know, it's Good. It's, it's really good. cool. The the best like a uh, group of dudes around in that area i think like they're they're really really cool gym lots of cool guys and uh yeah i mean i can go on and on about this stuff i, I the, the the cool thing yeah it's just funny I know like, your limo you, driver's waiting hey the limo's still out there limo's, <laughs> yeah he's still out there like honking i was wondering i heard him honking but now nah, it's just crazy you'll, you'll meet like a certain like so like you you probably and i think we all everybody here like has a like you you have a life the way you live your life. You go out to certain areas, so you have like a bubble of everything you do. Mm-hmm. Like other people have bubbles that will never you'll never interact with these people ever. If that makes sense, yeah. The, there's clicks. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So when I started doing jujitsu, all these different bubbles of people, like people I would have never met necessarily, like in an everyday to day life, I was able to meet people that like you know from a cool like trailer park kid in Ohio. I was able to be somewhat connected with you know, people, very respectable people and you yeah, know, good professions yeah, you, you and really great people. Camaraderie so. with everybody. Exactly. Yeah. And, and for whatever reason, like beating the shit out of each other makes you like each other, one another more. Like you like each other more. It's for whatever reason it works like that. Like battle brothers or something, you know? Exactly. No, I mean, you, how, how can you not respect another human being, you know, basically going a hundred percent without striking completely just trying to strangle each other and joint manipulation how can you not have respect for each other when you give it your all and the better person wins and sometimes you get them sometimes they get you or maybe that's not the case in some situations but (laughs) yeah well it's it's it's, i get what you're saying though like it it is a very it's very intimate too Mm -hmm. like you you do gotta kind of trust somebody for them to be in your face, you know, all the time. Like I've definitely rolled with yeah. some assholes where I was like, where I'm like, eh, I don't want to go with them again. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not even yep. shake your hand. Like I mean, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I'll shake their hand, but I'll be reluctant to grapple with them. I know what you're saying. Man. In the next class, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I no, I used to that. I used to spar at a MMA institute. Yeah. And I would do the Muay Thai level one sparring class. And most of the people were cool, but there was one guy that would just turn it up and he was trying to like knock your head off. Like essentially uh, UFC championship fight was every sparring round. <sighs> the thing was, is he was like, I don't do kicks, man. I just do boxing. And I was like, all right. 
So I guess that means like I can't do kicks. So I'm trying to box with this guy and he's throwing and he's a lot bigger than me. He's like your size and maybe even bigger. And he's throwing like good body shots. And I'm like, damn, man, I got to work tomorrow, dude. Like, don't do this to me. <laughs> I have a day job. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm not getting yeah. paid for this. Like, God damn. So yeah, those are the people you want to avoid. That rubbed me the wrong way. But um, did you ever compete? Were you, did you ever compete in any of those sports? No, I, I never competed in any martial arts. Um, Jiu-jitsu, I would probably feel confident in doing like a white belt tournament. Okay. Um, I'm not technically a blue belt. That's probably like the best I ever got was I could hang with blue belts. Anything above that was smoking me. But I would feel confident um, doing a white belt and maybe even a blue belt if I got back into it. And so what I was going to tell you before we started recording, um, I want to get back into it, yeah. but I have a shoulder injury right now yeah, yeah, yeah. and I met with my doctor today and I'm going to be an experiment. I'm going to get a stem cell injection in my shoulder. Yep. That's a good experiment to be. Yep. So when I come back from the beach in a couple of weeks, I'm going to get the shot. And then he said, it's going to take, I thought it was going to be six months. He said, it's going to be a full year. To recover 100%. So hopefully, fingers crossed, when that happens, I'll be able to start training consistently. Be a black belt in no time, bro. Nah, I don't know about that. Black belt. <laughs> black belt. So Honestly, dude. Come in- Go ahead. Honestly, dude, like, as I've gotten older, like, I, maybe it's because I don't do enough cardio, but I find that, like, I just get tired a lot faster. Like, <laughs> yeah. when I roll with people in jiu-jitsu, <laughs> okay. I'm doing, like, a... Th- three minute round and i am just gassed at the end and yeah. i'm like man like i'm not doing something right maybe i'm not using enough technique and just straight muscle and that's why i get tired that's, so fast that's usually it. you'll you'll yeah. get your mat cardio once you're like consistent for me like uh whenever i take like a whenever i'm inconsistent have to take a break injury life laziness whatever you know but uh mm-hmm. it takes mm-hmm. about like a few weeks sometimes a month for me to even get into that shape that i once mm-hmm. was you know so like and how many days a week like are we talking uh just at least four three 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 four um i'll supplement it with some other things but yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but it takes some time and i know like when when you're injured it's no joke you know for me i'm actually a person who will completely baby an injury which is the complete opposite of what anybody else's does they're like yeah, I'll just push it harder. I don't have that hardcore mentality. Like I want to push my injury harder um, because it always ends up bad for me. Yeah. You're not a professional athlete. You don't need to be thinking that way. So you're really going the smarter route. Yeah. But they would, they would preserve your longevity. Yeah. Sure. That is the jock attitude. Yeah. We heard that. (laughs) We heard that in high school coming up. Yeah. Right. Right. yeah, Yeah. It was different times, you know, 10 years ago. We old man. Been more Speak than ten yourself, years, man. As a man, you're you're about to be in your prime, mid thirties. That's what they say. Athletic prime, yeah. Well, so not just athletic; it's an all around prime, financially, mentally, and athletically. Like your physical, mental. You know, that's that's what they say. Men age like wine. Just remember that. Yeah, no, I would agree with that, and I think it's kind of perfect timing because I just finished college, so now I've, I'm kind of riding this momentum. And, yeah. um, financially it ain't looking good for me right now, but hey, now it's time up. to turn that ship because I, I got my degree. Um, so I'm going to try to work two jobs for like six months and just, cause I'm moving back home with my parents. So this podcast is going to be mobile. I'm going to be taking it to other people's places. Can't say I'm going to be having people over at my parents' house. <laughs> you don't think they like the next podcast? 
uh, Mr. and Mrs. Holmes are on the, <laughs> yeah. Ah, man. <laughs> yeah. Maybe my dad, my we parents. can talk some football or something. <laughs> your dad a football whiz? Not a whiz, but he keeps up with it. Okay. Yeah, so we talk about that probably more than any other sport. That's what's up. He's not a fight fan, though, is he? Nah, he wrestled in high school. So I like. I wish he was into it, but it. I get it. It's bloody. It's brutal. It, it's not for everybody. I understand. The way I look at it, I think these are some of the most athletic people in the world. And the stuff that they can pull off is just... I mean, it's undeniable. It's impeccable. Like, I wish I could do something like that. And I think because I had aspirations of being a fighter back when I was like 18 because I was I thought I was hot shit at jujitsu, yeah. and then I got humbled and then I gave up. <laughs> but for about two years, I had aspirations of like maybe I could do this professionally, but no, you do e- either jujitsu or fighting, just anything okay. martial arts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you still could have. You were still young enough to wear. Oh, I could have, but I just shit's hard. Yeah, I was like, man, this is gonna take me years yeah. to get as good as these guys. Yeah, and I then I, that's when I signed up to play uh, football. I was like, well, I'll just play football instead. I did semi pro. Yeah, how was that? What was that experience? That was like? fun, man. Until yeah. I separated my shoulder. Um, you did it, or someone else did it for you? I separated it on somebody when I hit them. Yeah. So you were so athletic, <laughs> your body could not handle. Well, it was in, what was going on? It was like, incorrect technique, and I was playing free safety over the middle. Okay, you've always been very fast. Yeah. A tight end who's got fifty pounds on me, bigger than me. Okay, runs a little in route. Quarterback throws in the ball. I just leave my feet like I don't use the proper technique, like wrapping up. I just spear this guy as hard as I can. Ooh. So I take all the force right on my yeah. AC joint, and that. It didn't split in half completely, but the ligament tore like that and knocked the wind out of me. I was done. Like, that was it for me. No but more. did he go down, Jake? Oh, I tackled him. He went yeah, down, yeah. Jake. That's a- yeah, yeah, I tackled him. <laughs> I mean, he got up and I didn't. I was like, uh, oh, God. Uh, what price something's are, wrong. Uh, tight ends are made out of something uh, else dude, nowadays. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. So, Some six, seven dudes. But no, it was fun. Um, in practice, uh, I was going against guys that were a lot bigger than me people that like tried out for arena football and like tried out for other like walk on uh football teams um maybe NFL teams like crazy stuff like that cuz i remember tackling a guy that looked like a freaking i don't know if you know who DeMarcus Ware is but he was a defensive defensive end for the Cowboys back in the day and he just looked like a terminator and, like <laughs> i was like why is this guy playing running back like he's like oh, 250 god, god. <laughs> So I'm just holding on to his leg as he's dragging me. Yeah, but, you're his child in that instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was back when I thought I was invincible. You know, I was 20 and then hurt my shoulder. And that was pretty much it for team sports for a while. And then I just started weightlifting. But um, I wanted to bring it up, man. So it was 2019. It was right before COVID. I was living two doors down and... I was in a real dark place in my life. I was pretty depressed. Um, wasn't really doing anything athletically other than like lifting weights here and there. Yeah. Um, and then you were at my house and I was like, what you been up to, man? You're like, just training. Like, that's all I do. I'm just training all the time. And I was like, in jujitsu? And you were like, yep. And you were like, you should come down, man. You should come down to the, the school one day. And I was like, I should, man. Like, it's been 10 years since I've done it, but. 
I, I should get into something like that. Okay. So you got me in back into it, man. I remember that. Yeah. Came into the gym a few times. I and did. I had some good rolls and stuff. Yeah, you you whooped my ass. Oh, oh my no, god. No, you, were just you got me with the same move like three times. I was like, <laughs> all right, well, <laughs> that's how this is gonna go. Nah, you, you only ever tapped a cardio. Like no one beats Jake. <laughs> just Jake beats Jake. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. I remember that, man. And then actually, short after that, you actually uh, started going to. Thai boxing and stuff to that MMA, right? Yeah, MMA then I, I switched right. over because yeah, yeah, I yeah. wanted to do striking as well. Yeah. Because um, Upstream is strictly jiu-jitsu, and uh, MMA Institute offers m- multiple disciplines. So I started doing that. Um, but then I was grappling with – do you remember Octurl? He trains at Upstream now, I believe, with What's, Daniel. This is Octurl? O- Octurl uh, Alam, I think his last name is. It might. Um, he's been on the podcast before. He's a cool guy. Um, <clears throat> he's probably he might be blue belt now, but white belt. And he had mats in his garage, and I would go over there and we'd roll. Oh, um, but that's how I tore my labrum rolling with him. <sighs> yeah, so haven't done it since, and that was a year and a half ago. Okay. Um, but yeah, man, I just wanted to say like thanks to you. Got back into it. I really turn my life around because then I became obsessed with the UFC like right after that. Uh, so that was your, that was my like ignition to get back Hell into yeah, it. Man. Yeah. Hell Cause yeah. I wasn't following UFC. I could care less at that time. Um, you fooled me. You made it sound, you make, you, you talk like you've been around longer than these fighters. You know? <laughs> so, so you know everything about it. So I, I, re- I remember like the Chuck Liddell days, the Forrest Griffin, the Rashad Evans. Like I was yeah. watching it hardcore then. Cause that's when I was doing jujitsu. Yeah. And then I got hurt and then I just, put it on the back burner and forgot about it. And then, yeah, dude, you well, got me back into it. And then I met Kevin Fisher. Shout out to him. He's a Kevin, great yeah. guy. I miss yeah. him a lot. And he, he lives in Florida now, yeah. but he sold me this couch. I mean, it's just <laughs> wild, dude. Like how shit works. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a small world. Like yeah, so if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be sitting on this couch right now. Oh, so yeah, all right. hey, I, I'll take it, man. But once you once you're done with the uh, super soldier stem cell, <laughs> yeah. Jake, you know, once once you become that that you know science experiment, man, I'm, I know they'll open your door for anywhere you go around here. Be happy to have you, man. I know you got ties with MMAI Institute right up the roads upstream. Yep, yep. Go wherever, man. I mean, put in a good word. I mean, yeah. we're going to get Seth on here, by the way. We, we, I'm Dude, gonna, I'm that's a, a, a great opportunity, man. So I appreciate that. And yeah. yeah, no, I'll reach out to him for sure. That would be epic. Um, yeah, soon I want to get a shout out to David Collins. He was the one that I saw his fight in Atlantic City. I think that was like three episodes ago I referenced that. So I want to get him on because he's got a fight coming up and I want to promote that for sure. But, um, yeah, man, I think that pretty much wraps it up. All right. So we slap these away and we leave. So, yeah, just break them, dude. Nah. Right, let's go. Armbar. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. Show a technique. <laughs> <laughs> You'll hook them. Um, cool, man. Uh, Brad, thank you for doing this, man. Hey, thanks for having me, Jake. Dude. I appreciate it. I mean, you, just Bro. convenient timing. Yeah, like, super, yeah, super dude. perfect. Because I never want to get to the point where I'm doing podcasts like on Zoom. Like I might have to okay. for my job one day, depending on who I'm working for. But yeah. it's just not as intimate, man. Like This is a true it's conversation. Different. When you're talking to someone on Zoom, it's like, oh, hey, wait, yeah. oh, hold on, what? And sometimes the connection's bad. It's yeah. like, all right, you're throwing off the vibe. Stuff like that. Reading a prompt would, or something. It would get too, to me know? for sure after yeah, a while. It's different. Plus, yeah, liquid courage helps out a lot. So <laughs> I appreciate that. Man. I appreciate that. Yeah, Always, yeah. So. Bartender and 
podcast producer and everything. And you're Jamie. You got it all, man. So <laughs> this is a cool setup. Thanks for having me on here, man. Yeah, appreciate man. Appreciate it. it. Um, you want to, I mean, I guess you pretty much plugged everything. It's Everything's like, plugged. We're yeah. good. We're good. We're all plugged in. We all, plugs dropped all day. Hell know? yeah. All right, guys, you've been watching, again, the Incompetent Sports Report. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, and share to a friend. You know, spread the word. And uh, keep that algorithm going. All right, y'all. Signing off. Catch you next time.